Now, you may be asking yourselves, how is it that this scene, this incredibly powerful scene from the cinematic masterpiece that is Little Giants, relevates at all to what I'm talking about? Because when the Father shows up, when the Father shows up, miraculous things happen. Miraculous things happen. He said, you can't do it. I can't go to the Pharaoh. I can't go do this. I, I, that, I pitched to Johnny. I'm Johnny. He said, just go to him. Dad? Dad! The title of today's sermon is Show Up. Show Up. It's a secret. I, wanna, I just want to go ahead and give it to you. Show Up. Because when you do, miraculous Miraculous things happen. Show up for your family. Show up for your wife. Show up for your husband. Show up for your kids. Show up for your church. Show up for your God. Show up for your brother or your sister. Show up for the people you work with. Show up for the people that are struggling. Show up for the people that you think are doing better than you are. Show up for the people that you haven't checked on in a while. Show up for the people that you see every day. Show up. Because you can be there and not be there. You can have arrived and not shown up. You can be someplace in that place and be somewhere totally different. So I'm begging you today. I'm pleading with you today. Show up. Show up. If you would stand for the reading of God's Word, we are in Galatians chapter 6. I'm not going to read all of Galatians, but I encourage you to. Go home and read the entire book of Galatians. Then you will know that there is absolutely nothing worth boasting about at all except for the gospel. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Starting in verse 1, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Y'all hear that? Let me post you and tell... What is it? I I guarantee you, if I ever see it, I don't read it. Attention rant. Or rant coming up. Rant ahead. Not for me. I I don't want to hear a rant. But if if somebody was to say, I want to restore someone gently today, I'd be like, who? How can I? There's a difference. You who are of the Spirit, restore that person gently. I gotta, I gotta keep going. Otherwise, I'm gonna preach right now. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. Carrying someone else's burden is fulfilling the law of Christ. Yeah. You ever worked with somebody, and, and you get asked to do something? They go, "It's not my job. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my job." You ever had somebody ask you to pray for them and go, "That ain't my job. Call a pastor." That ain't my job to sing. That ain't my job to teach on, on Sunday mornings. That's not my job. It's not what I'm supposed to do. Carrying someone else's burdens fulfills the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. 
for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Not that he won't be. Not that he won't. No, he absolutely can't. He can't be mocked. He, he, he dwells in unapproachable light. You think you're going to mock that? Can't mock it. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. It's harder than it seems. It's harder than it seems. Let us not be weary in doing good. You think, yeah, yeah, I won't get tired of doing good. Just wait. That means you ain't done good enough. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Father, I pray right now this morning that you prune us, you sharpen us, and you prepare us. If we haven't shown up yet to this place, I pray that we catch up and we show up right now. And that we open our ears and our hearts to allow you uh, to do something in us that only you can do. We love you, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to I give you some numbers that are scary, okay? But I, I, I want to give you numbers that are scary, but I'm also going to tell you that there's hope in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? There's some things in this world that are a little uneasy, but there's hope in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. The average person spends 30 to 34 years of their life behind a screen, watching TV, on an iPad, on their phone, and some, somehow, 30 to 34 years of your life is gone. You work, on average, 90,000 hours in your life, roughly a third of your life. A third of your life is at work, another 30 years is on a phone, and so how is it that we pass on the gospel and knowledge and intention and love and grace and mercy and power of Jesus Christ our Savior? If 30 years are gone to one thing, another third of your life is gone to another, it comes down to moments with your family, moments with your wife, moments with your husband, moments with your child, to where you are specifically and intentionally showing up. Specifically. On purpose. I'm not talking about to the soccer game, of course, or the, the football game, or the cheerleading match, or, or whatever. Show up to those things. But when you show up to them, actually show up. Be there to be a part of it. When you show up, I'm not talking about just showing up to major events. I'm talking about showing up to conversations. You, you know how good it feels when, when you walk up to somebody that's on their phone and you say, Hey, can I ask you something? They go, yeah. And they put it away so they can look at you. They put it away so they can hear you. I, I'm going to be the first one. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it 
I, but because I've dealt with it. You ever work real hard, get home, sit down, plop on the couch, and somebody comes up and goes, Daddy, 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 and you just, give me a second. Just give me a minute. I just got home. I just got home. That means I missed an opportunity to show up. I missed an opportunity. My, my son wanted to show me something. My daughter wanted to show me something. And instead of showing up, I went, no, 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 let me sit. Let me sit. Let me just be here. Show up. Show up for the big things. Show up for the little things. Because it comes down to moments in our lives, moments in our family's lives, moments in our marriage, moments in our parenting to where we go, all right, I hear you. I love you. I forgive you. I, 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 grace. I, just those moments where we're specifically, intentionally doing it on purpose. Because if not, the things that are on the screen are what is going to form your family. The absence of you at work is going to form your family. So if we're not on purpose, if we're not intentional, if we're not doing it and showing up every single time, someone else will. And y'all know who that someone else is. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. You know why we know we should restore that person gently? Because the Holy Spirit restores me gently. How many times has the Holy Spirit restored you gently? You ever been caught up in something and the Holy Spirit go, You stupid! No. I can't believe you would do that. You know what? Just be gone and stay gone. Nope. Holy Spirit ain't never said that to me. Get out of this church and don't come back. You ever had the Holy Spirit say that to you? Never. Or have you had the Holy Spirit go, I'm still here. Yeah. I still love you. I still forgive you. I still have grace. I still have mercy. I still am here and love you more than anything. So why is it if we know that the Holy Spirit restores us gently, that we cannot then restore others gently? We have to restore gently. Because if we don't, then they don't get restored. See, when you build something up, you're taking care of it. You're being gentle with it. You're taking your time with it. You're doing things intentionally, on purpose, with a mission, trying to build it up so that it is bigger and better than it was before. But if you're destructive, then you tear it down. The scripture says to restore, not to break down, to restore gently, not to destroy, just absolutely restore. And you cannot restore destructively. You cannot restore angrily you cannot restore holding a grudge without forgiveness but you can forgive and show grace and mercy and power and love and in those things gently restore someone can we restore each other gently today our families can we restore our families gently today when we speak to our husbands or our wives or our children do we reprimand with gentleness and love or are we upset or mad, disappointed? Or can we do it in love? Because if we're restoring something, that means we have to do it with love. Amen? Amen. This is hard. 
This is hard because it's so quick to just go, would you stop that? Would you quit? I told you three times already. I'm just repeating things I've said today. Would you quit that? Would you stop? Put that out of your mouth. Would you quit it? Right? But my son told me yes, day before yesterday. We went, uh, we went golfing. Hit a couple balls on the driving range, threw my back out. No big deal. I'm old. And as we left, he said, you're the best dad in the world. It's not because I did anything super sweet. Max is a sweet, sweet kid. And he'll, mm, he'll tell you how much he loves you all the time. It's just him. It's just his nature. He said, you're the best dad in the world. I said, no, I'm not. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I make mistakes all the time. I said, but I promise you, I'm trying. I'm trying. I said, I'll, I'll mess up. I, I won't do what I should sometimes. But I promise you this. I said, I love you. And I'll always love you. There's times where we don't show up. And we need to be restored gently. And you never know where that restoration through the Holy Spirit's going to come from. Telling you, your six-year-old son can look at you and go, you're the best dad. And you go, no, I'm not, but thank you. And I love you. There's a gentleness and a, and a, and a spirit of restoration that we've missed and we've lost. But I believe through the power of the Holy Spirit we can get it back. What about you? Amen. But watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. It's not my job. Jesus said it is. Restore by helping someone else carry their burdens. And in doing so, you're fulfilling the, the law of Christ. How amazing is that opportunity to take someone off of somebody's plate for a minute? You know what? I know you're dealing with a lot, but can I... Can I help you with that? Can I, can I take that from Can I carry that burden for you for a little bit? And in doing so, you fulfill the law of Christ. And so much of what we do, we're not showing up so we don't witness those things that need to happen. We're, we're so worried about what happened to us or what's going to happen or what's somewhere else that we're, we're missing opportunities to show that love to people, to show that opportunity because we're not being intentional. We're not, we're not showing up to our friends. We're not showing up to our family. And we miss the opportunity to go, you know what? I know you're dealing with a lot. Can I take this little thing from you? Let me just carry it for a little while. You see, we don't think that we're good enough to help somebody else. And we live so much in our past, but our past does not define us, yet it refines us. It doesn't define us, it refines us and allows us to be used as a tool through the Holy Spirit to accomplish His will in our lives today. So if we're living in that past, we can't show up for the things He needs for us today. If we're showing up for the things that, that we are hoping that we accomplish someday or that we hope God does in our life someday, we're not showing up for the things that God wants us to do today. So you could do either. You could live too much in the past and dwell on that, or you can live too much in the future. Both of those, you're missing what's happening 
right now. Right now. The things that I could show up for today. The things that I could show and carry someone's burden for them today. If I could sit down and help with homework. If I could show up and go for a walk. If I could, you know what, get off the couch. And You know, there was a fast for a long time that I, I, I kept saying it and I never did it, but I should have. I was going to fast from the couch. I was going to fast from the couch because I knew when I came home and I sat down, I was done. I came home and sat down, oh gosh, I can't get up. But then that kept me from showing up to other things. Show up in big moments, in little moments. This one will hit you right in the pride nose. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. If anyone thinks they're something when they're not, they deceive themselves. In other words, you're not fooling anybody else. You're just fooling yourself. The things that we try to build and do and, and, and put off that we are instead of allowing ourselves to be carried through and, and show that restoration in our lives, it, it, it just shows up as something else. You've deceived yourself. When you rob other people of the blessing of showing up in your life, then you keep yourselves from showing up in other people's lives. So how is it that you're allowing people to show up in your life? How is it that you're allowing people to take that burden for you so that then they can fulfill the law of Christ? Or are you actually keeping someone from fulfilling the law of Christ in your life because you won't accept any help? No, 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 no. I don't want you to fulfill the law of Christ with me. Go do it with someone who really needs you. No, no, no. Allow people to show up in your life. Then you can show up in theirs. And they get to show back up in yours. And then you get to show back up in theirs. And it keeps going and going and going because we can't live too much far in the past of what people never did for us or what they always did for us or what I'm going to do for somebody or what, you know what, I will never do. No, right now, today, how is it that someone's trying to use the Holy Spirit to show up in my life? How is it that the Holy Spirit's trying to use me to show up in somebody else's life? Not what I missed, not what I'm going to do. Right now, today, what is it? How can I use it? Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves along without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hey, you should allow other people to carry your load for you. In doing so, they are fulfilling the law of Christ. But also, carry your own load. Huh? That doesn't make sense. You know what? Here's how I can explain it. I have a load that I need to carry from here to there. I'm going to carry it. I'm not expecting anybody else to carry it with me. I'm not. This is mine. This is mine, and I'm going to carry it from here to there because that's what God wants me to do. And I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to carry it, God willing. But you know what? I believe through full faith in knowing who Jesus Christ is, believing in the gospel, that all battles are already won, that all sickness is already cured, that all weakness has become strength, that when I pick this up and I start taking it over there, if something needs to help me, guess what? God is faithful and he will provide. And all of a sudden, there's my help. 
There's my redeemer. There's my help coming in. So this is my burden to carry. I'm going to carry it. I'm not going to get too mad if somebody tries to come and help me carry it, though. Because in doing so, I know that they are then fulfilling the law of Christ in my life. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. You cannot pull it over on him. You can't trick him. You can't, you can't move. You're not going to like, hey, look over here. That way you don't see me doing this over here. Hey, hey, look over here so you don't see how I'm failing over here. Now, God cannot be mocked. Don't, don't get it twisted. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. What are you sowing in your family? As we close this series of Insta Family, what, what is it? What are the seeds that you sprinkle throughout the day? Are they, are they of good fortune and love and endurance and grace and forgiveness and power through the Holy Spirit? Or is it anxiety and fear and worry about other things and, and, and past experiences maybe with your parents and you're scared of this? For this? I mean, is it, is it just, what is it that you're sowing? Because whatever it is, guess what? It's getting watered and it's getting sunlight and it's going to grow. So whatever it is that we are intentionally sowing into our family, that is what will grow. So if we're unintentional, then those 34 years of screen time begin to sow into your family. The, The work life begins to sow into your family. And it's no longer you using the Holy Spirit to sow into your family. You're allowing other things to take up your field the property that was given to you, and have a harvest. I only want the things that God wants for my children to be sown into them. I need to do some weeding. I need to do some weeding. Some things need to get pulled up and replaced with love and gentleness and patience. Oh, hallelujah, a lot of patience. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Don't be weary in doing good. It's easier said than done, right? I'm telling you, I can can only listen to Baby Shark so many times. And I have to repent in front of church and God and everybody. I have become weary in doing good by listening to Baby Shark over and don't even. I rebuke you. It's rough. Baby Shark's rough. But man, Sam just loves that song, wants to dance to it, wants to go. And in so, seeing that, it's like, all right, this is, this is worth it. Don't be weary in doing good. Don't be weary in doing good because what is coming of that is not happening right now. It's the harvest, the harvest that will come later. Now, I know if y'all have ever tried to start working out or tried to start exercising, when you first get started, it's like, I'm done. You're amazed at how little it takes from here to here, and now I'm tired. 
oh, I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. And then from here to there is where your limit is. And then from here to there is where your limit is. And you, and you, you become to build this endurance in your life and you be able to do more and push through more. It's the same with doing good. The thing that used to just drive you nuts when they come up to you and go, Daddy, 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 Daddy. And you go, what? <laughs> if you start answering, what, honey? It's amazing what that next day, they go, Daddy, 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 Daddy. And you go, what's up, man? What, what you got? And then more. And then more. And then that... All of a sudden, just getting up off the couch to go do Legos turns into a full-fledged Bible study that you're leading in your home because you did not, did not get weary in doing good because it starts with that first one. And then it gets followed by that second one. And then it gets followed again by that third one. And then all of a sudden, the goodness in your life does not bring you weariness and tiredness, but you're looking for more ways to do it. How else can I show my family that I love them? How else can I show up today? How else can I show them that they're beautifully and wonderfully made, just fearfully and wonderfully, just perfect? How else can I show them that God loves them? How else? How else? Because it comes down to those moments. Those moments. How many people can believe me when I say this? that people never, ever, 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 ever really remember what you say. But they definitely remember, they definitely remember how you made them feel. I don't remember what he said to me. I, I can tell you this, though, man, he loved me. There's so many things that are happening that, that kids, I, I, you know, your children... Most of it, they're not going to remember what you said. But man, they'll remember if you love them. They'll remember how you made them feel. That when I did fall on my face, that my, my mother and my father restored me gently instead of condemned me. When I, when I fell on my face, I, I, I remember that, that my husband or my wife loved me through it. When, when, when I failed my children, I can remember coming to my children and saying, I'm sorry, I, I messed up. And, and, and your children looking at you and going, you know what, I remember how they made me feel. I, rem I remember how my children made me feel. I remember how I made my children feel. I remember that. I don't remember what was said, but I remember that. There's times in our lives where, where we remember how someone made us feel more so than what they ever said to us. Yes. And I'm telling you right now, it's the same with your family. <clears throat> Don't become weary in doing good. Don't do it. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Yes. How many? All. all people. Okay. Especially to those who belong to the family of believers. You know, as a, as a child, you come up, and, and adults, kids, don't answer this. This is for adults. Can you remember the time where you grew up? Not me yet. But you can remember getting older. And you can remember going, you know what? My mom and my dad were doing the best they can. I, I get that. They were doing the best they can. 
They're doing the best they can. And, and, and then you go from a, a moment of just absolute grace towards them. You go, you know what? I get it. Yep. You, they were doing the best they can. And they're still doing the best they can. And you, as a child, get to restore something in your parents because you get to look at them and tell them, I love y'all. I love you. You're doing the best you could. I, and I get that now. I get what, how hard it is. There's going to be a time, teenagers, in your life where you get to a point and you go, you know what? Mom, Dad, y'all are doing the best you can. I can, rem- I can remember that moment. You're doing the best you can, and I love you. We need to know as children looking to our parents that we can restore them and let them know we get it. And you get to then show up. on all. It doesn't matter if they showed up a bunch or none at all growing up, but you get to then be the one showing up for them. You get to be the one then restoring them gently. You get to be the one leading them. You get to be the one praying with them and being who it is that they need. In the same way, children, there will be a day. There will be a day where you get to go, I love you, Mom and Dad. And all the times that, you know, that that I I struggled and and I thought it was because of you, but I'm sorry, you were doing the best you can. People will face those moments in each other's lives. And in that, gentleness, hope, love is what comes. That's when something gets restored or destroyed. Because it's not about the years. It's about the moments. It's not about the days. It's about the moments. It's it's, it's about showing up because... When you show up, and then all of a sudden the little boy goes, Dad, and runs. There's nothing like that. But there's also nothing like seeing somebody that goes, Dad, at your house. You go, yeah. And he knows, and you know that he's got your attention. Then he goes, I, I, don't even, I, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. Will you just want to play? How awesome is it? How awesome is it that every time that we reach out to our Father, every time that we reach out to our Father, He shows up. If we say, God, yep, nothing has my attention. Nothing, I'm I'm not distracted. I'm absolutely, yes, son, yes, daughter. What is it? Every time that we reach out to our Father, He shows up. He shows up every time. But how many times is it that our father reaches out and he says, child. Because we don't need him right then. Because things are good. We don't, I'm, I'm, I don't, it's fine. So many times he reaches out and he says, I know you're good, but I got something more. And you're like, ah, I'm good. I, somebody's depending on you. I need to send you. And instead of saying, here I am, send me, we're going, I don't really have time right now. That's not fitting into my schedule. God shows up every time for us. And so few do we show up for him. But we have the opportunity. Not in the past. Not for when the times that we did show up or we didn't show up and, and we're still thinking about that. Not for the things that we're going to do. You know what I'm going to be and do today. Right now. In this moment. How is it, how is it that I can show up for Christ? How is it that I can fulfill the law of Christ 
in my life, in my family's life. How? How can I show up today? How can I show up today? Because it doesn't come down to years. It doesn't come down to months or weeks. Or not even days or vacations. Moments. Because didn't it come down to a moment for you? Didn't it come down to a moment where where absolutely, totally the life that you were living was absolutely done? It was gone. You didn't want any part of it. The conviction was so heavy in your life and on your heart that you knew that you did not want anything else but Jesus ever, ever, ever again. You see, it came down to a moment. A moment where you decided, you know what, I'm done and I want Him. I don't want that. I want Him. There was a moment in your life, believers. There was a moment when you said, this is it. I'm being drawn by the Spirit into a new life. I'm being drawn out into a new life. This is my moment. And in that moment, God showed up. He showed up for you. He showed up because you finally had. He showed up because you had shown up for the first time. And when really you thought, where have you been my whole life? He just answers, right here. Been waiting on you. When the Father shows up, miraculous things happen. When He showed up in my life, He saved me. He saved me from a life of destruction, pain, fear, and loneliness. When God showed up in my life, could have had 15 football teams trying to keep me away from it. But I was running to the Father. Is this your moment? Is this your moment to where you're like, you know what, I've ran and ran and ran, but God, will you show up? I dare you. Ask him. I dare you. Guarantee. Guarantee God will show up in your life today. You know why? Because he's already here. He's waiting for you to show up. He's waiting for you to show up and say, you know what? I'm leaving those and that and them and all that and I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you with everything else left and here is my moment, God. Take me. It doesn't come down to years. It doesn't come down to service or days or the amount of good things Versus the amount of bad things. Just comes down to a moment. Just comes down to a moment where you get to say, God, I've shown up ready and willing to surrender completely.
I want to give everybody a moment today. I want you to think about the ways that you're showing up or not. I want to give you a time of reflection to say, you know what? God has shown up in my life time and time and time again. And I haven't been showing up for Him. Are there things in your family that you purposefully haven't shown up for? Can't deal with it. Don't want to address it. Don't want to look at it. Are there things we're not carrying for someone in in doing so, fulfilling the law of Christ? What's your moment? Everybody's got one today. So what is it? What do you need to show up for? Who do you need to show up for?